Good morning, Amateur Hour listeners. This is Craig here. I thought I'd just give you guys a little rundown of what's going to happen for the next four weeks for Alistair and I. So I sit here roughly April 13th, uh, looking four weeks away from UCI Gravel World Series uh, race in Nanup called Seven. Uh, 120-something Ks, a million climbs, huge elevation, um, gravel race. So I figured uh, we're going to be covering the event, so why not give you guys a week-by-week update of how we're going leading into it. Now, as I said, just four weeks away. And um, let you know what the how amateur the actual amateur hour hosts really are. So both Alistair and I are just a couple of kilos either side of 80 kilograms. We're both roughly around that 4 watt per kg mark in terms of our performance. Um, I've personally done 7 twice already so this will be my third time and Alistair's first time doing it both riding on hardtails he's riding a specialized chisel and I'm on a Merida big nine um, so training leading towards it um, I've been out for the last few weeks now out on the gravel in Jaredale doing um, you know three plus hour loops out there getting used to having the bike squirm around underneath again takes a bit of getting used to if you've been off the um, off the mountain bike for a while Training's been going well since November leading towards this. I've been consistent on trainer road three times a week and then big rides uh, three to four hours on a Saturday. So training blocks are going well. Pretty tired at the moment, um, but still looking forward to um, Saturday rolling around and, and you're getting out for the long ride again. So I'll touch back in um, every week leading up to the event and then when the uh, big race day comes around, we'll have a bit of coverage on, um, on site as well. Uh, looking forward to speaking to you again. So we're four weeks away from seven, a UCI event, and Craig and I both very, very hard at work at the moment, both on the gravel and on the road. And yeah, overall our goal is to just get our best time. Certainly for me being my first attempt at the event, I'm just looking to finish and finish well. Haven't set a time goal yet, but we'll do over the next couple of weeks as I'm yeah, nearing the pointy end of my training. With my training, yeah, with Trainer Road, currently doing it four times a week, one more than Craig, and power ratio is probably 4.1 to Craig's 3.9, and that gap is lengthening all the time. And yeah, following a very meticulous nutrition plan, following yeah, the professional weight guidelines to the T, making sure that I'm just a little bit bigger than Craig in the in the uh, strength area. And my weights program is stretching out to now three to four times a week uh, just to support my head as it wobbles around on the, on the corners. And, yeah, I think if everything goes to plan, it should be a very successful weekend. And, yeah, if I'm able to actually make it to the start line after all this intense training, then it could be a successful day for, for me and for everyone in the, in the podcast. So we're about four weeks out from seven. My first crack at it. Craig's having his third attempt, and even from the first one, he's been, yeah, encouraging me to get get amongst it and climb those hills and mountains down there. And training's going well. Currently, yeah, fresh off the schedule that I had for Tour of Blackwood, and then um, yeah, a little bit of a week's rest, and then into training for for seven and different events but the similarity there is the elevation and and the types of climbs 
but yeah it'll be my first attempt on gravel for some time and my experience level is yeah it's there from doing some cross country on the Mundabidi and up and dwelling up about eight years ago but yeah I think it'll still take some getting used to especially the descents and some of the technical stuff but um, yeah we're just gonna have to yeah I think just take my time on the day certainly with the downhills just yeah concentrate and yeah don't do anything too heroic and yeah make up for it on the uphills where possible currently fitness is good I'm up in Geraldton this week this is my third ride up here and yeah I've just been blown away by the welcoming of the locals and yeah uh, kicking the butt on Thursday with the Thursday bunchy the quicker bunch and yeah just got caught napping and a bit of a gap and then I closed it and then yeah popped like an absolute cherry and um, it was a good little kick in the butt just yeah, uh, yeah just take it easy keep the training regime going for seven um, but there's also that that um, time where you've just got to enjoy yourself sometimes and it's Easter and um, looking forward to getting back into Perth next week and doing some work on the trainer and getting back my, my structure a little bit but yeah I'll be better for it having this this time up here just a quick shout out to Jero very welcoming Geraldton Bikes is a great shop um, the crew there very very friendly and, and anybody that you meet will tell you where the rides are what time they leave and um, yeah there's something for everyone so yeah um, we are in good shape looking forward to checking back in with the next week and yeah all is all is ahead of us as we count down to what will be yeah, one of the more exciting events of the year the tour of WA the crew there they organize the best events in this great state of ours and uh, I'm ready to yeah tuck in and be a part of it So here we are, Saturday, April 16th, just back from a uh, rather large Lake Spikes Hills ride. We did a reverse loop today. Got my ass handed to me a little bit, but um, set PBs on, on all the climbs, riding pretty strong. Um, bit tired coming off my rest week, as, as I usually do. The last day of the rest week, I'd go and do four hours in the hills and then race cyclocross in the night so I was a bit shattered starting this week off but got all the training done had a really good ride today um, two more solid weeks of training on train road and then a two-week taper leading into into seven so what, four weeks to go of listening to Alastair talk shit and um, see who can actually destroy the other looking forward to it keep you posted Let's take a minute and have a quick chat about our sponsors. Season 3 of the Amateur Hour is proudly supported by Professional Way. I've personally been a customer for 10 or so years, and whether it's been strength training in the gym or cycling training, the body needs to be fueled correctly to get the most out of your performance and recovery. At Professional Way, they are committed to being a totally clean, pure sports nutrition company. No artificial ingredients added, no fillers, just pure product. At the heart of Professional Way is a passion to see clean sports nutrition being utilised alongside the nourishment of organic whole foods. Check out the range online at www.professionalway.com.au Use the code PROFESSIONALWAY for free shipping to an Australian address on your first order over $100.
Craig here from the Amateur Hour podcast, just checking in on the road to seven. It's Sunday, April 24th. Uh, what have we got? Three weeks to go until race day. So let's just have a quick chat about the last week of training. Uh, I had three solid indoor sessions on Trainer Road. Now, anyone that's ever done any um, structured indoor training, I'm in the last few weeks of a build phase, which are absolutely brutal for me. I give you a lot of... Uh, a lot of hard VO2 max efforts, uh, 125% sort of things, which kill me. But got three good workouts in, plus a uh, hour on the mountain bike testing out some new shoes I've got. I just got myself some Fellow Kicks Lactic uh, mountain bike gravel shoes to use for seven. So I was testing out cleat positions, and uh, not not sponsored by Fellow Kicks, but you know, line my pockets, please. They are fantastic. I have the, the Lactics and a pair of the uh, Neros as well for the road. They're beautiful shoes, so really happy with those. And got to use the Lactics on a three and a bit hour ride out in Jaredale on the, um, on the Saturday. And they were fantastic, uh, really comfortable. Uh, yeah, so training's going really well. Three and a bit hours, PB's all over the place on a course we've done a few times now. And yeah, legs just felt super easy, so... Looking forward to one more hard week of training indoors and then a um, reduced intensity for the second weekend and then the last week is a real taper leading into into seven. So feeling really good. Uh, I've noticed Alistair's been doing some training as well. He hasn't done any long rides on the mountain bike, which is a concern for me. So hopefully he addresses that and let's see what he's going to do because seven could kick him in the ass, I think. But he is climbing extremely well, so I know he's got that in his legs. Let's just hope he's got the uh, the six-hour-plus endurance that he's going to need. Uh, looking forward to checking in again next week. Ciao. G'day, listeners. So we're three weeks out from race day, and we are flying along. I think I last checked in with you a week ago when I was in Jero after getting out for a few bunchies with the locals and smashing a few hills again, or they smashed me. And yeah, quite a week this week with my family here from Melbourne. Um, the rest day has definitely helped me out. Um, when I trained this weekend on the bike, I had puppers this morning and yeah, a good 90 minute training session yesterday. And yeah, yeah, form was good this morning. And yeah, I think just, yeah, benefiting from the few days off, just catching up with my parents from Melbourne and yeah, had a nice little sunset cruise with my lady in Frio. And um yeah, this week we've got some VO2 efforts, um, so we've got about 10, 12 days left to yeah, put some efforts in those legs before we, we taper and we, we set to um, rip up the, the gravel on Sunday the 15th of May around Nanup. And uh, yeah, just super excited for my first attempt on, on that event and, uh, and yeah, just to get around that scenery and take it all in. Very excited to ride with the boys again and, and be around the Lakes crew post the event and sit around the campfire and have a few whiskeys post-ride. Post um, yeah, and, and Swaino just, yeah, I'm hoping he's not overtrained this week. He seems like he's pushing himself extremely hard and, um, yeah, big ride yesterday. Great to see him and, and those get some PBs and enjoy themselves in the in the bush out there near Jaradal. Um yeah, so we, we count down, um, still plenty of work to do, um, and yeah, just super, super pumped for this event, which is now 
literally less than 20 sleeps away. So look forward to checking with you next week. Hello listeners, my name is Tony Baker from Lakes Bikes. Thank you, uh, LSD and Craig, for having me on your wonderful podcast. I'm an avid listener to your to your uh, podcast, and um, I get a lot out of out of the episodes. Um, and I know our little Lakes Bikes community also get a lot out of your past podcast. So thank you, so thank you for that. And um, <clears throat> I know the last the last episode on uh, nutrition um, was particularly well received. Uh, I know there's a few of us out there making some uh, last-minute changes to our, our training nutrition, and uh, we'll certainly be making some some educated changes to the uh, upcoming seven race. Um, I found the uh, the nutrition podcast extremely um, knowledgeable, and uh, have certainly adjusted some of my my nutritional um, um, usage patterns. So I'm um, speaking about. Uh, Seven. Um, yeah, uh, things have changed a little bit on, on this event since they've announced it as a UCI event, and um, it's suddenly got a uh, a huge uh, a huge amount of interest around the event itself, um, and also got a huge uptake in, in entries I see. So uh, obviously, there's a few people that are keen on uh, attending the inaugural UCI World Gravel Championships over in Europe. Um, I know I certainly am. <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, I've had to adopt a slightly different um, training regime this time around. I've, this will be my, my fourth seven race and uh, very proud of my, my third race and my special belt buckle that you get on, on completing your third race. But, uh, yeah, I've always just relied on my Ironman training and endurance to, to get me through the event. But uh, since they announced the, the um the UCI aspect or qualification aspect of it, I decided to change things up a bit and take it a little more seriously um, because I, I wouldn't mind getting over there and, and participating. So, um, yeah, about uh, eight weeks out, I I, um, I changed my normal training patterns and I've been training solidly since, since Christmas and doing my four or five uh, river loops in a week and doing our legs bikes ride on a Saturday and... Uh, getting up into the hills every second Saturday. But uh, yeah, over the last eight weeks, I've changed things up a bit. And um, I've gone with the old 80-20 rule. And uh, I've basically, 80% of my training is just long, slow endurance type of ride in Z2. Um, and I've, I've started seeking out every possible hill that I can. So <clears throat> yeah, 80% of the time, I'm just doing long, slow um, rides up in the hills or in, in the local hills here and then 20% of the time you're doing something a little bit quicker up in the tempo um, or, or threshold zone so um, that's uh, generally the, the fast river loop or a few intervals in Kings Park but um, yeah I'm hoping that's going to uh, to simulate the race day and uh, I'm hoping it's going to translate into a solid uh, a solid performance in in Nanup at seven my training peaks this morning said we were uh, 22 days out. So uh, what I've done is I've done a, a three-week three-week block of, of on and uh, one rest week, where normally I would do two on and one off. Um, so I'm hoping that the, the longer, slower stuff is going to condition my muscles better for the uh, for the for the longer climb. I've struggled a little bit with with um, cramping near the end of the 
the event. So uh, I'm hoping that simulating 80% um, of my, my training eight odd weeks out is going to assist me with that. Um, I've managed to drop about five kilos. Um, so I know uh, power to mass ratio for this type of event is obviously paramount. Um, I would love to have knocked back another another five or six, but it is what it is now. So um, so yeah, we've got another another week and a half or two weeks of, of solid uh, solid training left, and then obviously a bit of uh, a bit of taper. And uh, yeah, we'll see how we go on 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 race day. So um, wishing everybody luck with their with their training and. Um, Hopefully we can all, all have a fantastic day out at seven. G'day again, listeners. So a week on from the last check-in, it's been a great training week. Ticked off all goals and a little bit more. And yeah, we're now just two weeks from race day. And yeah, very ready for what's ahead. Um, yeah, ticked off all training blocks, the VO2 max on the Tuesday and my sweet spot on Thursday on the trainer. Um, yeah, really consistent there. And then I wanted to get a bit of extra elevation uh, for the Saturday morning ride for the hills. So went out a little bit earlier, parked my car uh, just at, near outside Armadale. And yeah, we've got the loop that we do and we do them in alternating. So we do reverse one week and up Albany Highway the other week. So I did the reverse section, went up Cairns and up Brookton Highway and, and then up Canning Dam and came out and then raced down Albany Highway and was spotting the, the group coming the other way and then saw them, turned around and jumped on and and then did the rest of the loop with the main group. And yeah, it was a brilliant morning, all up. Um, yeah, I'll be doing it again. Saw the sun come up as I went through Araluan had the whole place to myself, two cars passed me in pretty much 90 minutes and um, yeah, all up for just under three hours of of uh, scooting around, there was 1,700 metres of elevation, so yeah, uh, that's, that's as much as I can squeeze in right now with, with time allowing, but very pleased with how it was, the legs were good and now we start to taper for um, the 3,300 metres ahead of us on the gravel, so uh, yeah, Really, really pleased with how it's going. Uh, looking at my last three months, I'm yeah getting close to back where I was for just out a week out of the tour of Blackwood, where I was yeah definitely at peak performance. So there we go. This week we start to taper the the training sessions on the trainer are down to about forty five minutes, and mm, yeah, I'm excited. I was a bit concerned Saturday night. We had a bit of a whiskey steak night and. Um, with all the hard work done, we all had a couple of whiskeys, but Craig there just sipped his one beer and, and he, it was his birthday whiskey that he shared with us and he just had the one whiskey and, and couldn't quite cruise enough into that second one. So I just hope he's not too tense and, and thinking too far ahead. Uh, definitely, yeah, I want to see the, the big boy race up those hills with me uh, and, yeah, hopefully stays on my wheel for a bit longer than usual. So here we go. We're... We're counting down now and ready and raring to, to go for seven. G'day listeners, Craig here, just checking in for a lead up to seven again. Currently two weeks out, so the Sunday, two weeks before race day. Yeah, what a what a training week. Probably the hardest one so far. It's the last big week on my trainer road block until a, a two-week taper, so 
had a really hard uh, anaerobic session Monday, followed up by a VO2 on Tuesday that just destroyed my legs, and then a, a good hour and a half threshold on Thursday, which was fine. I can do the threshold stuff pretty well. And then uh, Lakes Hills Ride on Saturday, so another good three and a half hours in the bank there, and I am ready for my tapers to start. Pretty, um, pretty high level of fatigue at the moment, um, which is which is good, manageable, but um, yeah, definitely feeling it. So looking forward to having two weeks of recovery. I'll probably avoid the uh, the the shit talk with our this this check in, and let's let, let the uh, next two weeks speak for themselves, and we'll see how we go on uh, on race day down in Nanup. I'm looking forward to it. Um, bikes setup's been pretty good actually it's been really comfortable out on the gravel um three hour plus rides have coming out feeling really great so happy with the uh, merida hardtail and getting ready to rip that one uh, around the course i've seen um a lot of people down there training over the last couple of weeks and reports of that last climb coming out um on course is a new one and apparently it's quite a long one yeah, get ready to get your teeth kicked in by it if you haven't fueled properly. So, yeah, I'll start getting my fueling strategy sorted out over the next few days to make sure I've got um, got everything I need to hit that target of around about the 100 grams of carbs per hour mark for the, let's say, 6... Maybe I I'll, I'll, might plan for 6.5 hours and aim for 6, so I'll make sure I'm fueled to, to cover all that. Uh, I'm going to run a top tube bag this year, try and speed up my... Um, my, my check-in at the halfway to, to refuel so rather than searching for a bag I'm just going to quickly dump the spare powders I've got straight into a bottle get some water into my bottles and zip straight out of there I think I wasted a little bit too long last time maybe around 10 minutes stop for a piss and a little smile and a chin wag to a few people so I'll just try to book it straight away out of there and um, make sure Al doesn't see me again Gotta try and beat that guy enjoy Listeners, Tony Baker here from Lakes Bikes. So just thought I'd uh, do a quick check-in and uh, and give a bit of a report of how things have have, um, have come along over the last couple of weeks. I've uh, just come off a, uh, a three-week training block, which was pretty tough, probably one of my, my toughest yet in the last uh, 12 weeks. Um, my uh, training peaks is telling me that uh, we are 11 days out from the event so um yeah probably my 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 final big training block um two of the the three weeks um my training peaks were telling me i was up near a thousand tss score which uh in my book is a, a pretty large training week even in uh, in the in the peak of ironman training that's a, a relatively big week so um so yeah i'm happy with that um in the third week of the block i took it a little easier but i had a uh I had an FTP test and a, and a race simulation, um, which I uh, which I had to get through just to show me where I was at after the after the eight week um, training block. So um, I did that. Uh, that went pretty well in terms of FTP um, over the eight eight, eight weeks and the the, the the FTP test I did eight week eight weeks ago. Um, my uh, my power is up about eleven watts, which. Uh, which is uh, not huge, but it's uh, not too bad considering that uh, I've dropped a bit of weight as well. So the uh, power to mass ratio has uh, 
has increased a little bit over the over the eight weeks, so I'm not too upset about that. Um, I did do a race sim on the weekend, which was a hundred kilometer um, ride on on the on the gravel bike down south. I did it down south around Yelling Up and Margaret River and Kawaram uh, Up, and um, I was. Uh, I was relatively impressed with how that went down. So a race sim is something that you go out and do at at, at a race pace or similar to race pace. Um, and uh, yeah, it was 100 kilometres and um, two or three of the climbs that I've done um, a number of times, I managed to PB it uh, and it was a, re a relatively easy uh, PB as well. So um, even though my FTP hasn't increased um, significantly, um, obviously my ability to climb hills has. So uh, I'm thinking maybe the 80-20 split and the longer, slower rides um, have contributed to that. So um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Unfortunately, I'm plagued with a bit of an injury, which I've had over the last two years on the knee. So um, yeah, that's not, not not going too well. But in terms of in terms of my training block and in, in terms of my um, preparation for seven, I'm I'm happy with uh, how things have gone. Um, my nutrition is is a little bit better as well, thanks to uh, thanks to the Amateur Hour and the Knowledgeable Podcast. And uh, yeah, at, um, eleven days out, I'm looking forward to a. Um, a relatively uh, easy week, but still a, a few efforts and still a bit of a uh, a bit of a um, a solid a solid hit out this week, and then um, yeah, taper week taper week next week, and uh, and then we hit the hills. So um, yeah, again, good luck to everybody taking part. Um, it looks like the numbers are still increasing in terms of participants, which is great. And uh, well, I think we're all hoping for a a good day in terms of weather. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, check in again just before the race. Hey, g'day listeners, Craig here. Um, last week before seven, so I'm recording today um, my, little, my little check in on the Monday of race week rather than the Sunday like I normally do. I just wanted to see how my my legs pulled up from the weekend and um, report that one back to you. So the, the week was uh, a good a good first taper week. Um, Tuesday had a really, really intense anaerobic session. It was only 30 minutes, but it just blew my head. That was the hardest bloody workout I've done in a, in a while. Uh, I, I passed all the intervals in it, so that was that was good. Then they followed that up with a recovery ride the next day and a hour VO2 max. Um, on the Thursday, which was also quite good, so passed all my workouts. That was that was great. And then had the leading into the weekend, I took the uh, easier option with the Lake Spikes Road uh, Shop Loop. So I just did a did a fairly easy effort on that one in the morning. So that was a, a couple of hours, 65, 70 k's, whatever it was. And then I had uh, cyclocross in the afternoon. This is what I was a bit worried about because uh, last time I, I doubled up with a cyclocross in the afternoon and a big ride in the morning I was shattered on the Monday but um, I had a good 40 minute effort at Supercross at Claremont Showgrounds the best race it seriously is the most fun it's the cheapest bike I own and it's the most fun racing that I've ever done it's friggin amazing so get your get your head around some cyclocross but um I wanted to see how I pulled up from that and Monday morning here working away and my legs feel good so 
yeah, we've got uh, this last week leading into um, into seven. The weather forecast is looking pretty shite at the moment. Um, it looks like it might be wet pretty much from Wednesday onwards all the way through to Sunday at the moment. Um, forecasted at the moment is a, a minimum of five in Nanup. So that's a bloody cold race start. Um, we'll see how it goes over the next few days, whether that changes. They're not always spot on. But I am feeling good, um, making the, um, the the intent to head out a little harder this year than I did last year. I kind of just um, didn't want to feel my legs too much racing last year so I could finish the whole ride fairly strong. And I don't know, maybe leaving myself with that extra time out on the... Um, on the race course, maybe that was a bit to my detriment. So ah, we'll try and go a little bit quicker this year, see if we can knock off some time. Um, yeah, aiming for hopefully around that 6.15 would be fantastic. Um, but we'll see how we go. Um, yeah, feeling good, riding good. A few good workouts this week. Um, finishes off with a really hard one on Thursday, a really hard 45-minute um, VO2 max set. So... We'll um, hopefully pull up well from that one and drive on down to Nanup on Saturday morning. Uh, yeah, we'll check back in in Nanup. Here we go, folks. Five sleeps till the big day. And it's been another taper week just finished off with very little efforts, just the supercross for the wax at the showgrounds, really the only one. And, yeah, that was fantastic fun again. About 35 minutes, average heart rate again at 160, and yeah, really enjoying it. I think I've found something for me, big time, and just, yeah, hanging out now to get a cross bike so I can jump up a grade and, and get amongst it and, and yeah, really see how these these skills that I'm learning put them to the test. Um, yeah, no, so we're um, flying along, really looking forward to this whole week. Uh, I've been sleeping and eating and just yeah really resting very little if it's anywhere and yeah just researching the actual climbs and yeah the course so that yeah I'm as prepared as I can be for what's ahead and yeah I had the the bike serviced in the last week as well a new cassette at the back and the front chain ring new chain uh, and just tested them out on Saturday and they were fantastic, so that was a smart move. And looking forward to putting this bike, yeah, through its through its efforts. I haven't ridden it for more than probably that 30, 40 minute period, so it'll be fun. So far, it's it's a great fit for me. And yeah, I've gone for just standard tubes. I've opted against tubeless, and reason for that is I've never had a tubeless setup before on the mountain bike. I've had it once before on the roadie, but with the yeah. Uh, race coming up. I just want to go with what's familiar to me. Uh, so that's pretty much it. Just a bit more research this week. So I'm very familiar with what the course is expecting. Plenty more uh, rest. And yeah, we arrived Saturday afternoon, set up camp. And just looking forward to the whole thing. But most importantly, that gravel. Having seen now some footage and spoken to others who've done it, I think that's going to be the big standout is being out there amongst the, the hills in that region and, and yeah, the, the uphills and then the, the freedom of the downhills. So bring it on. Let's see where we are next check-in. I imagine that I won't be making too much sense, but 
that would probably be a good thing because everything was left out there. Cheers. Season three of The Amateur Hour is proudly supported by Luke and Tony and the team over at Lakes Bikes. Lakes Bike Coburn is one of the biggest and best looking bike shops in Perth, stocking brands such as Specialised, Colnago, Cannondale, Scott and Felt, as well as a vast selection of accessories and components. Lakes Bikes have your needs covered. In addition, the team offer professional bike fit solutions and a fantastic service department with custom service second to none from the highly experienced staff. Visit them in-store for a chat and tell them the Amateur Hour sent you or browse the online shopping portal at lakesbikes.com.au. Yeah. Are you going to run a um, out, out of your pocket or are you going to run a top tube bag? Or I've actually got a tiny little camelback that I have taken the thing out of. I'm thinking of just putting my tubes in that instead of in my pocket. Your your tubes, as in your bike tubes. My yeah, spare tubes. Yeah, I don't want to carry mm-hmm. them on me. No, really. you don't have a saddlebag for your mountain bike, or no, I don't. No, no, uh, I got a little. Okay. Want... And what about your nutrition then? Because if you've got I... a camelback on, you won't be able to get to your pockets as easily. No, it's mainly for the. Um, I reckon my nutrition will go fine in my pockets, but just for the tubes. Yeah. Yeah, but the bag would doesn't that get in the way of your pockets? No, nah, it's so small. Hey. Yeah, okay. yeah. If not, then um, yeah. Not you sure. So you yep. won't be able to fit all the nutrition that you're going to need for this race into just your pocket. So you'll they do have a at the halfway point you can have a nutrition drop. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So you'll be wanting to take advantage of that then. Okay. So, so you drop it off on Rego. Yeah, drop it off on on the morning. You'll have your bag there. Get the most like blaringly obvious bag you've got right like yeah if yeah um don't just use a white plastic bag get something that will stand out yeah and have a little i don't know baggy or a little container with your powder mix in it so you can tip that into your bottles and refill your bottles straight away without picking around you know that's pretty cool yeah yeah and yeah and your extra gels and food that you want for the second half because you want to just get everything out of your pockets and then reload it with new stuff yeah cool yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nutrition. I'm, gonna run yeah. A, I'm running a top tube bag, so I don't have to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I might just test out my camelback and see what it's like. And um, I, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Give that a whirl. But it, it's um, you don't have a lot of time to grab your food. I don't want to be grabbing. I don't want to be stopping. I don't want to be looking. No, for I mean, my bag. Yeah, from, from your pockets. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. You need to be able to yeah. grab it, smash in your mouth, and keep moving pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and if your bag's in the way, that would be annoying. All right, I'll check that out. Yeah, cool. just try ride to work one day and put all the shit in your bag or whatever. Cool. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just stoked that I'm doing it. Uh, like, I could not give a shit. Like, I just, I'm so glad that I'm going to be there. Um, yeah. I just love that part of it. So, yeah, I just saw a bit of videos of what it looks like and I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, and you know me so well. You've just been like, this is you, this is you. So, uh, thanks for encouraging me again and... Uh, yeah, I'll be in my element all, all day. And to my buddy Swaino, truly wish him all the best out there. He's prepped himself beautifully for this with some hours in the gravel and elevation on the weekends in the hills. So, yeah, he'll he'll rip it up. I'm looking forward to riding a lot of it with him. And, 
yeah, those final mountains, those final climbs, hopefully we're there together going toe for toe. I couldn't think of anything better. So all the best, buddy. Let's um, let's get those whiskey glasses ready post the finish line. Big dance. How are we all? Good. Top of the fucking world. Yeah, you are. Up in 10 minutes. Huh? Yeah, you are. For the next 10 <laughs> Recording, what do mate. What reckon, mate? Boys, we all pumped? Absolutely, well, mate. Seven degrees this morning. Sitting here ready to head off for seven. We've got Tony, Ben, Luke, Alistair, myself hanging around. Pretty cold. Um, we're trying to keep warm. Looking for a nice day. It's not supposed to be wet. It's a little muddy out there. We'll see how we go. Organisers will be stoked. Um, yeah, not much rainfall overnight, so tracks had a bit of a chance to dry out a bit. Yeah, yeah we're, we're looking like we're going to have a successful the track start. has not dried out. Come on, you've got to be joking. <laughs> it's going to be wet. It's slow and it's muddy. Alistair's never done it and it's showing. <laughs> Just a positive man. You are. Yeah. So, boys, yeah, all the best. Hope you get to the finish line and have a whiskey with us at the end. Yep. Stay safe, guys. Yeah. Stay safe, Go well, boys. Okay, listeners, this is Craig here. I'm coming to you on the Monday after the uh, 7 event. So, race day was Sunday, and we had full intentions of um, checking in with some people on race day and giving you a, um, a bit of feedback directly from us as well as to how the day went. But to be honest, we were just rooted. It is a, uh, a very tough day. So was, um, let's talk about how the race went. So pretty chilly start, um, sitting there in Nanup. I think it was around about seven degrees at the start line. So um, base layers, your layer, arm warmers and short sleeve jersey was the, the call for me. And I was happy with that. It, it worked well all day. A really fast start out of town. And then we hit the trails and, and off everyone went. It sort of forms into into little groups from from there the people that went out too hard start coming backwards a little bit and and so on and so forth but um personally had a really pretty good day um my goal was to get below six and a half hours and i came in at 6 17 we had um ryan one of the the lake spikes guys he got just under six hours that was the fastest out of our lot for the day which is really great a lot of guys coming in in the 6 to 6.30, um, probably the, the the ones of note, you would be familiar with Tony's check-ins. He had a really great day coming in uh, under 6.30. And the, the biggest um, improvement that I saw was with uh, Luke Baker coming in at 6.20. Just a massive day from Luke. He's um, been training really hard, nutrition's on point. So congratulations to him. He did, did really well. Um, but, yeah, everyone absolutely shattered afterwards. There was no way you were going to get good content out of um, out of us, so we abandoned that little project and um, retired for the afternoon around the campfire. Um, everyone got together, had our feed around the the campfire, had the TV set up, watching the Giro at the caravan park. There, it was an absolutely amazing night. And you know, the, the race is great, but to be honest, it's the it's the post race banter and the the hanging around with each other and the the chats. I think we didn't go to bed till after 9.30, which, you know, when you're camping and the, the sun goes down at 6 o'clock, staying up to 9.30, it's, it's, a big, it's a big ask, especially if you've just um, spent six hours slogging out in the hills. So, obviously, we had a really good night. There was quite a bit of alcohol consumed, um, but I don't think anyone woke up with a sore head. It was just a lot of sore legs and body parts to, um, 
to deal with this morning. So yeah, just um, on the way back to Perth now. It's just after 10 o'clock on the Monday morning. Um, yeah, looking forward to, to hearing how everyone pulls up and hopefully all was okay. You'll hear from Alistair, I'm sure. Um, he uh, definitely learned what Seven was all about. He, his face when he came across the finish line, it told a, a day of a thousand stories. He was, he was quite shattered. So I'll let him explain his day to you. But uh, on the whole, just a fantastic weekend. The, the course was excellent. A couple of changes from the years before. Um, we had some rain in the days leading up to um, race day, so there was actually a bit of mud on uh, a lot of sections of course, which was quite slick and slippery, but if you hit it straight and at speed and paddled on through it, you were, you were fine. But um, it did, I, I found it to be quite the slow course because of that mud. There were sections where it felt like riding through peanut butter. Um, so given the, given the, um, the times that everyone did, I, I think it, I mean, on a, a fully dry course, it could have been even quicker. Um, for reference, the winner did it in 4.22, um, which is a, a crazy time. I think his name was Adam Blazovich. I think that's how, how it's pronounced. Uh, a guy from the Eastern States, Nathan Hass, came in second, um, two minutes down. I believe he'll be um, brewing the dismissal of a banana at a checkpoint towards the end from Glenn Overall, one of our... One of our friends, he um, offered up the banana to Nathan Hass as he was in the lead. He was denied and yeah, Nathan blew up a little bit after that, I do believe. So take the banana from Glenn when he offers it to you. But um, all in all, fantastic weekend, a, a great event, well run. Uh, the only shame was the um, the main cafe in Nanup was closed, which is, which is a real shame with the influx of people that were there. Um, so it was quite hard to get a coffee this morning. We ended up having to go to Donnybrook and getting one on the way home. So apart from that, I hope the um, COVID restrictions don't don't uh, impact the businesses in the, the southwest for too much longer because they're finding it really hard to get staff. So hopefully that gets sorted out soon. Um, from here, I think we'll have a, a check-in from Tony, a check-in from Alistair. And a little segment from Glyn, who was uh, stationed up on Checkpoint 7 as um, as a, uh, a station aide up there. So he had another a different experience of the day, watching everyone come through and offering up his, his help to them. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode, guys. And if you're uh, interested, make sure you do sign up next year. We're still debating whether we're going to. The legs are saying no, but after a couple of days, you generally forget about that and just remember the good stuff, so I'm sure we will be back. So yeah, enjoy. So it's the morning after the event and just sitting here with my buddy Danny. We're driving back after what was yeah, one epic day yesterday. And yeah, just super pleased with how it went. And yes, yeah, super pleased for everybody in our group and who had a good race. Everyone finished, and most of them were stoked with their times. I think all of them were, uh, and yeah, just happy for everybody that took part and the organisers. It was yeah, the weather was brilliant, and yeah, the the course was in great nick. Um, yeah, I'll start off with Danny. How did you find it, buddy? How was your day? Good day. Tiring. Still tired now. Aching. 
yeah, it was overall, it was great. Cool, yeah. Um, yeah, I was really pleased with, with my ride, and uh, yeah, I definitely found it tough on those climbs, and overall came in at 6 hours 53. Um, yeah, just, I think for me, that's about as good as it was going to get. Um, I think I've come away knowing that you need to you need to train for the event. Um, you need to get out on that gravel and just do those longer rides, just that endurance training at that that cadence that you're going to be racing or riding on the day. So um, yeah, everything went really really well with the bike, and um, I had a little chain slipping off a few times, which was a bit of a nuisance, but was able to. Um, yeah nurse that through and yeah nutrition was great apart from yeah my drink mix uh the 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 sugar sugar overload in the drink was a bit too much for the guts around the middle point of the race so um, once i tipped that out and put some water in and after about an hour um was able to yeah start to move freely again um but yeah the, the finish of the race the last last 40 k's for me were really good the last couple of climbs went great um and yeah just keeps you coming back for next time doesn't it certainly does so yeah danny beat his goal uh achieved his goal beat his time last year by about half an hour and um <clears throat> pretty keen to repeat exactly yeah again next year yeah um so yeah from the lakes lakes bunch we had ryan come in under six hours he was yeah, um, debuting. You'll hear from him. And uh, with a little ra- recap, we had Ben with, so he was 608. And Craig with 617. Um, brilliant effort from the from the big guy. He, yeah. Luke Yeah, Luke. Luke Baker, 620. Fantastic effort from, from Luke. And yeah, he was just couldn't wipe that smile off his face so yeah again he trained did an amazing training block and it showed yesterday and yeah his dad Tony he wasn't far behind and um, yeah you'll also hear from Tony in his wrap up so no incredible event special mention to Deb Kemp part of the Lakes Bunch she qualified uh, for the UCI event in her age group and uh, there's a plane ticket all the way to Siena if she wants it and uh, we yeah, held our glasses in that little moment last night at the campfire here's cheers to that special achievement um, so no just it's done it was a brilliant event I definitely have some goals in mind coming back um, but just a camaraderie last night yeah our group of people and yeah you just you want to bottle it sometimes and <clears throat> the campsite there at Nana, it's just the ultimate, mate, isn't it? Oh, such such good fun. Yeah. Banter was rolling. Yeah. Whiskey was flowing. Yeah. And yeah. barbecue barbecue was on. So there you go. Um, brilliant event, and we can't wait to get back here in twelve months' time. Thanks to everybody uh, for putting it on. All those volleys, we appreciate it. Tony Baker again here from Lakes Bikes. 
uh, just sitting and reflecting on the, the weekend that has been, the big Nanap 7 weekend. So uh, we were blessed with fantastic weather or conditions on the day. We had a bit of rain on the, uh, on the Friday and the Saturday before the race, which uh, dried out pretty well on the Saturday night and uh, made for some perfect conditions on the course for us on Sunday. I was a little worried because obviously choosing the gravel bike with uh, non-mountain bike tyres, uh, we were all in a bit of fear over having to uh, pedal through some thicker sludge and, and, and mud on the day. So yeah, we got lucky and uh, the organisers got lucky and uh, yeah, we were presented with pretty much the perfect perfect day in terms of race conditions. Um, early on Sunday morning, our, our Lakes team rolled out down the down the main street of Nanup, um, getting to the uh, to the start of the race. We thought we'd get there um, early-ish because it's always nice to be just uh, slightly up the front. But uh, yeah, we were surprised to see that we were right at the back. So obviously the uh, the mass start and it being a UCI event, I think guys were a little more uh, serious about the race this year than in previous years. So uh, we got a bit of a, an average start, but uh, there was a nice uh, a nice uh, two or three kilometre neutral zone. So um, that soon sorted uh, sorted people out, and uh, the guys that wanted to go real hard went went up front and, and took the opportunity. And the guys that just wanted to, to get around just, um, yeah, relaxed through the neutral zone. So, um, yeah, it was game on and uh, <clears throat> and uh, the race had started. So I knew from previous years that um, it's probably it's the worst thing you can, can do is go out hard. So um, my advice to anybody that's doing seven for the first time is whatever you think you're capable of in those first 30 or 40 kilometers, just, just halve it and, and halve it again. But uh, in my case, I went out real slow and took it easy and uh, just try to focus on my nutrition and try to focus on my cadence and uh, try to keep the spirits up by talking to as many people as you can and encourage them and cheering them on and having a chat about the day and, and the race. <clears throat> and um, yeah, soon we were, we were halfway um, on, the, on the race through just past Luana Cottages and um, I certainly felt much better than my, my previous three, three years at seven. Um, again, just concentrating on on nutrition and cadence. I felt good and I felt comfortable. And um, I know I know my son Luke and and his mates had gone up and wrecked the course a few times, and he told me about the changes to the back half of the course. So I was expecting the worst, and um, I purposefully left something in the tank because of this. So. Um, yeah, previous years I started feeling I started feeling the you know the, the cramped tweaks that that come on near the end of the race. I, started, I generally you know previously felt them coming on about the 85 90 kilometer mark, um, but uh, yeah, just on the last on the last climb, which they sneakily put in there a couple of weeks before uh, before race day, um, brutal little climb it was. I felt the first little cramp twitch and. Um, yeah, seeing as I, I was only you know fifteen or eighteen kilometres left, I was I was quite happy with that to be honest. Um, previous years I, I was having to struggle through 25, 30 kilometres of cramping, so um, yeah, I felt positive and still felt okay. And um, I thought, well, you know, if I can just hold that off, 
till till the end uh, it'll 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 turn out to be a decent day so uh down to quick pickle juice and um up the cadence and try to move around the set a little bit and move uh move the uh engage to the d different muscles and um yeah we got through it so um yeah i was happy with i was happy with my my result on the day i was happy with the race i, I finished i finished strong and um the spirits were very high at the end of the uh, at the end of the finish line, um, and uh, yeah, a good time was was had by all. And uh, our uh, our late riders all had a fantastic day out, which was which was really good. Some some knocked out some incredible times, which was uh, which was fantastic for us. And uh, yeah, in terms of training and and what I put it down to, I think I think um, this year. I, I, in terms of in terms of my results, I was just over a fifteen minute PB. Um, even though you can't really com compare it because the course is different from year to year, I personally felt that this year the the course was a little tougher. And um, if anything, if I was racing the exact same course as last year, I, I poss possibly could have taken almost thirty minutes off. But I, I I honestly feel that this year's course was a bit tougher. Um, there were certainly some steeper gradients which we didn't have uh, uh, last year. So um, yeah, I was happy with the result, and um, I I think I'm I'm happy with the uh, with the, the way I, I trained and the, the um, methodology I used. I think the the eighty twenty is certainly the uh, the way to go on this type of uh, for this type of race. Um, a couple of guys that I ride with regularly that you know absolute guns around the river would you know struggled on a day like that because I just don't think their muscles are are happy with a long slow grinding slow twitch stuff so uh, yeah concentrating for eight nine ten weeks on 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 a different type of, of riding and training has certainly paid off for me personally in uh, in this one um, in terms of nutrition yeah I tried something different this year and uh, Instead of loading up your bottles with a whole bunch of carbs and, and electrolytes, I separated them, and uh, I um, upped my level of fructose and uh, got the mix of glucose and fructose right, and uh, yeah, managed to to get a lot of energy in without upsetting the stomach. And um, in in my case, that's always been the the challenge is finding that little fine line over years and years of Ironman training. It's great to have all the energy, but with an upset stomach, it's uh, it's never going to be a great day out. Um, my aim of the game is always to be able to trust the fight. And uh, yeah, Sunday was uh, was great. I think I've managed to uh, to um, sort out my, my nutrition. Um, probably the best part of the whole weekend was our little Lakes Bikes community um, around a campfire on Sunday night. Um, talking about a fantastic day out and what we could have done better and what we're going to do better next year and lots of laughs and jokes and uh, lots of good beer and, and whiskey and uh, good mateship is uh, yeah probably more important than the race itself. But uh, I had a fantastic race out and I know our, our riders did and uh, kudos to the organisers. Um, what a fantastic, fantastic race. Absolutely my highlight of the year and absolutely my favourite race of the year. And uh, it's always been great, but this year they just absolutely stepped it up and uh, it's world-class, number one. And number two, the the um, 
the participants and the, the just the vibe around the race and the the locals um how 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 much they love it just is just a, a testament to to what these guys have done um on on organizing this race so congratulations and thank you um it's brought a whole new dimension to to riding bikes in wa um that's it from me looking forward to next year i'm going to build on on on, on what i did this year and uh hope to uh hope to get even a, a little bit quicker unfortunately i didn't qualify for for the uci gravel world um my age group is by far the most uh, competitive in in the field and uh even though i thought i did okay geez there's some absolute guns out there um kudos to them and uh yeah just an, a, a high bar um and a, a fantastic goal to chase so uh yeah look forward to uh, seeing you all at seven next year um Get on it. Yeah, listeners, we continue here with a post-event chat to uh, Glenn Overall, one of the aid station hands. I think he was Checkpoint 8. Um, speaking with him after the, the race day and also with Ryan Morn, the uh, quickest guy from the Lakes Bikes crew, uh, a little insight into how his day went as well. Enjoy. Yeah, just recap recap the day itself from uh, well, the very there. Yeah, it's a strange one because the day's like um, when you're doing that kind of stuff. The day doesn't really—it's it's kind of a 24-hour period which starts the day before. So, you know, you kind of you kind of turn up on the day and uh, the day before, and you know, start to, to meet all the the ride WA crew and team, and you welcomed in, and uh, and that's awesome. And it kind of kicks off the whole event while everybody else is worried about tire pressures and whether they selected the old bike and then they put their hair out, you know, looking at nutrition. You come up and everyone's trying to get yourself organized. So, you know, you you turn up the night the day before and you go and pick up your checkpoint stores and then you go up into the mountains and you have a look at where the where where the checkpoint is and just, you know, make sure you can get up there. You know I'm driving a Volkswagen Caddy, you know what I mean? I've got to get to the top of the mountain. Some people are str- struggling in their mountain bike, so you've got to be 100% sure you can do it all. So you you do you do that, you go and have a look, and then you get back, and, and, and then you have a really comprehensive team brief. And, you know, it's like you walk into the room and, and you can see people are, you know, you know, confident in all their positions, and they give really strong briefs, and it just gives you that confidence that the next day is going to be awesome. So... You know, and and then you kind of they set up a team dinner for you, and you get to chat with everybody. That that's that's something. But then it's kind of it's game on. So you know, early night into the swag, kind of dead excited about the next day. Um, up and at it, you know, like really early in the morning to get up, and then you kind of meet your your crew, head out of town, and you got all your gear in the back. And it's like you're up there the crack of dawn before the birds and. Um, wow setting up and you just know it's going to be a really good take so um and and then that's kind of it you know once you're set up it's like you, there's almost an anticlimax but before you know it the race three is on you you know and and uh and you set up and and those guys are cruising up and they're moving you know what i mean there's, there's some really good riders in that and then almost as soon as that finishes half hour later five bang they're straight into it and then you know like seven comes at the tail end of five you know, like the pros of seven are just smashing out some incredible times, and that, you know, and that they kind of turn up at like the the the, the back end of uh, of five, but you know, and then and then it's just bedlam because then you just got riders piling through. You know, like the 
you, then you've got like 10, 15 riders at the water station at any one time, and you're just doing your best to cater for everybody. You know, so it's, yeah, it's uh, it's a great day, you know. There was one guy who who uh, chose not to accept one of your banana offers, and, um, yeah, he, he raced on past you in pursuit of the other challenger, and that great man was Nathan Hass. And um, you've got a little story for listeners about this moment there when Hassie was was uh, in pursuit of the leader, and you were, yeah, I'll leave it over to you, mate. What what happened? He what was, closed? yeah. But to be honest, mate, it like, I'm, I'm, there's a bit of a segue to this. I'm going to just going to go back a little bit. So, so a few weeks before we went into uh, into the event, the um, I won the competition on on this very podcast, and uh, professional way had recognised that I had these Swanier skills and uh, and knew, and knew my nutrition, and and I won some some uh, some collagen, some WPI. And uh, and a big bag of um, maltodextrin. That's it, big bag of that. And uh, and of course, because that means makes me like super swan. Yeah. So I'm up there with my one banana, uh, giving him a bit of encouragement. You know, making offering him a way out. You know, a way to go up there and uh, and catch Adam. And uh, yeah, he just gave me the ice. And uh, he was like, well, you know, Glenn. I would have done if you looked a bit more pro, but you know, and we all know what happens after that, don't we? So he didn't quite make it. I gave him the opportunity and he wasted it. So I'm now just waiting for Jay Hindley to give me the call to get me over to the Giro because I think, you know, and he's placed well, he probably needs my help. So that, that's really my story, mate. Um, you know, it's um, be a far fetched, mate, but you never know. That one banana, mate, had just taken him to the line. You just look for the one percenters, and that was the one percenter that may have just helped Hassie close that gap and and catch him. And for you, yeah, just that just that offer of that potassium in that moment um, takes you know years of experience. And let's just um, hey. let's just see if that phone call comes for you, big guy. That's mate. In all fairness, if you know if I have if I'd have ever ridden that fast, even on the flats. I would have probably eaten the banana around the skin because um, those guys were really moving. <laughs> it's just incredible how fast those guys were going. It's like they didn't even take a breath, you know. Um, so, you know, hats off to them both. I was actually really excited to see Nathan Hass and I uh, thought he was going to breathe it, but uh, Adam just, he's so strong on the hills. <laughs> it's just incredible. It's a special incredible. ride. And that's not taking anything away from kind of Maria Madigan and uh, and Darcy Richards because you know what they were equally as strong those girls um, what a fantastic ride yeah that was great to see the pros but it, equally it was great to see the boys come through you know so many boys from well everyone really but to see you know the Lakes guys come through and all the guys that you've been following for a while and, uh, and all the guys you know that's so rewarding yeah mate uh, one of those was shop owner for Lakes Bikes, Tony Baker, and a couple of goals in mind on the day for his, certainly his times. And, um, yeah, I do believe that, um, yeah, Deb Kemp, one of our one of our ladies, um, he asked where she was. A bit of a battle between the two of them. 
what was the information you passed on to Tony? Well, you know, anyone knows Tony knows he's, he, he, he likes a bit of a wind-up. And, and, and I guess I feel a bit guilty to, because I took advantage of, um, of, his, of his, his weakness in that time of high emotion at the top of the hill. So he would have believed anything at that point. So when he got to the water station, he didn't ask for anything apart from, has Deb gone through? And of course, what am I going to say? I mean, I hadn't seen Deb that day. Deb is a absolutely rocket of a rider and ended up placing and, you know, getting, getting a world championship place. But Tony was so fixed on, on beating Deb that as soon as I said, oh, yeah, Deb's been through probably five minutes ago, Tony. If you're quick, you'll probably catch her. And he, and he didn't take anything from the station. Bang, he was gone. And um, that was like, you know, that, that was his, his rocket fuel because, you know, after that, he picked up, I don't know, 10, 15 watts. And uh, he was catching it. And I did try to call after him. In all fairness, I just said, no, I haven't seen Deb. Well, I couldn't kind of, my voice didn't project that well. I couldn't bring myself to do it. So he probably didn't hear me. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, he deserved it, to be fair. Um, great guy, but uh, he loves a wind-up. So I bet, I'm sure he appreciated it in the end. Oh, that's very thoughtful of you, Glenn. And I did have the pleasure of being at the station at the same time as Deb when you informed her that you'd given Tony, Tony the wind-up. And it certainly was appreciated by by her and and set her on her way as well to also add a couple of extra watch to her last couple of climbs. So I can only see it do great for both of them. Well done. <laughs> no, you're, all, you're all welcome. The pleasure's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so there you are. Um, yeah, what a, what a day and what a weekend for yourself and other volleys and, and being out there amongst that, that scenery must have been an absolute blast. Yeah, it was my first seven gravel race. Um, never done that before. Yeah. Uh, so I really didn't know what to expect, to be honest. Um, even just rolling out of camp with the guys, they all had gelays on and I didn't. And I thought even from there, I was questioning had I made made a mistake with the clothing straight up, you know, and just, just didn't know what to expect. Um, I had never done a ride that long either. So nutrition for me, I had no clue how my body was going to go. So, I mean, I, I'd ridden all day, but with heaps of breaks. So over in Adelaide for the Tour Down Under, um, big days out there, but, but nothing nothing consistent. So six hours in a row for me was the unknown, basically. Yeah, um, yeah so we went into it. We probably started mid-pack, um, or at least it felt further back um, than mid-pack. So the start, we were really trying to get up the front. Um, there was that really sort of slippery, muddy kind of, Descent with some switchbacks sort of early on. So getting a good position was kind of key. Um, I was on a mountain bike, so I was pretty confident in the descending, but I didn't know the guys around me or, or girls that um, how they were going to go down the hill. And I'd, I'd never ridden it either before, so I didn't didn't manage to get down there for any training rides. Um, so it was all the unknown. Just before you go further into it, what training had you done? Uh, probably a bit underdone, to be fair. Um, I just got a brand new Scott Spark um, probably six weeks before and was just doing gravel rides just around where I live in Rollystone, um, just trying to trying to get some time on the bike, just, just learn it, see how it goes. It is a dual suspension bike, 
But those Scott Sparks have the, the try lockout system, so you can effectively turn a dual suspension bike into a hardtail with the flick of a switch, basically. So Wait. really good, like amazing for the ride. Um, I use that a lot. So every climb, it was locked out. Every descent, it was almost yeah, free suspension. So, so I had it, yeah, had it all in free mode then, and and just it actually just went really well the whole ride. Um, I just kind of paced myself up that first Brockman climb. That was a bit of an eye opener. I thought, oh, if they're all like this, we're in for a big day. Um, but I, I reckon Brockman might have been one of the worst, um, along with Spur. So Spur was pretty brutal, but. Um, mm. But the, the favourite part of the ride is just the scenery. I mean, if, if you haven't been to Nanup or anyone that hasn't been, uh, it's just a beautiful place. Um, just riding through that country, you've, you've got a bit of fog in the morning uh, and just the view. I'd, I would have loved to stop and take more photos, uh, but I was just sort of in a, in a bit of a rhythm and, and didn't want to. I grabbed a few photos, um, but, yeah, I, would have, I could have stopped all day and just kept taking photos. It was that nice. Yeah, it's cool. It. There was a moment for me, I think one of the, maybe the top of Spur, looking down and there'd been some burn-offs. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that had some smoke drifting across. I think it was three piles burning, wasn't yeah. it? And, um, yeah, that was pretty special. Yeah. Just being able to see, just what you could see was just, yeah, amazing. The the route that they chose this year was, yeah, magic. Whether it's yeah. been like that in the past, I'm not sure, but, yeah, very That's special. Awesome. Yeah, and then... Um, yeah, getting towards the end, how were the legs, those last couple of climbs? Yeah, so uh, they were definitely starting to hurt. Um, I had a power meter on the bike so I could see what I was doing up the climbs and I was pacing myself uh, throughout the day. And, yeah, towards probably the last 30 k's, uh, it was really just a lot of guys had sort of disappeared from around me. I was by myself just, just trying to plod, plod along and, and managed to get up. The last one everyone was talking about being very difficult, I actually didn't find it so bad. I think maybe I was expecting worse, which could have helped me. Um, and I knew once I was over that, that last climb, we were, we were home. So we'd, we had ridden that last little bit the day before. And, um, yeah, I was actually able to enjoy the last probably five to ten Ks. Yeah. Yeah, it was similar. I think just the talk about it being what being that difficulty factor – uh, I thought it'd be a bit longer as well. So when the when the summit did arrive, it's like, oh, okay. And then, um, yeah, very quickly, your mind's like, right, well, this is it. Let's race. Let's race to the line. And that last five k was that bit of single track, and yeah, you could really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And um, I sort of miscalculated. I, I did go into the race with the goal of being under six hours, and I was looking. I was about half an hour out. And I thought, ah, oh, I don't think I can do it. The maths didn't work, but probably shows how my brain was going because uh, I actually could have done it. And then I, I pushed really hard for the last probably three Ks, almost sprinted the thing and then got in with three minutes to spare. So so that was quite nice. A little bonus on the end of the ride to, to achieve that little goal that I set. Congrats, mate. Thanks, mate. Yeah, really happy to start. So, yeah, it was your first... Oh, well, not, I don't know about your first, but one of your first weekends away with all the Lakes crew camping as well at Nanup there, where we had the Lake Strip in the Nanup Caravan Park. And, yeah, post-event, how could you sum up those couple of hours? Yeah, um, post-event was good. We sort of waited around at the, the, the village. Um, they had some food there. We just sort of gathered ourselves. 
my legs were very sore. So <laughs> I sat down there for a little while just trying to compose myself and, and just actually was able to appreciate then the next um, riders that were coming through and was able to congratulate those guys when they came across the line. Um, it was really good to have all the Lakes guys together. Um, everyone gels really well, gets along, really friendly, great group, group of guys. And um, basically, once we finished there, we went back to the campsite and then I think I sat down and just didn't move for about half an hour. And then, um, yeah, everyone kind of trickled in, had showers, and then we had to settle around, had a um, fire pit going, able to keep warm. It got pretty chilly there over the night time, so fire pit was really nice and everyone sort of came together and there was heaps of laughs and really good times and just, just shared some good stories throughout the day. So, yeah, it was really, really nice to be a part of. Oh, it's good to hear, buddy. Um, yeah, you're the new addition to our our team for the Tour of Margs, and so it was a good chance for you to really get to know a few of the crew. And, yeah, you're now the youngest rider in the team as well. And I think with that, I could sense a few nerves. You were just sitting there in the chair. It got to about 8, 8.30, and you got quieter and quieter. And then it's like, just, you know, you, you go to bed if you want, but... You just didn't want to be the first one to go to bed, did you? No, that probably stems from work as well. Um, it's a bit bit like that in the culture. Just just didn't want to, you know, miss out on something maybe, or um, or just be be the one to duck off first. But yeah, I was very very tired and sort of struggling towards the end of the night. Um, it was sort of my conversation dwindled off, and I was almost falling asleep in the chair. So, but yeah, really really happy to be part of the new team, and um, hope hope to you know get some good results and. Probably had a little bit to prove myself, maybe on on the race. I wanted to do well, just just to sort of instill some confidence in you guys as well that you hadn't made a terrible choice in choosing me. So no, I was I was pretty um pretty happy to to get that message from you, and yeah, really appreciate the offer. So oh, fantastic. Well, yeah, we were stoked for you, and um, yeah, and evenly just yeah enjoyed having you stay stay down with us and enjoy the the uh the shit giving that went on there for the last couple of hours. And, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah, you set a world record for how quickly you went to sleep on Saturday, on Sunday night, mate. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think my head was on the pillow for much longer than 20 seconds before I was out. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, there you go, listeners. I hope you enjoyed that one and really um, really got a chance to feel like you're on the journey for that last four weeks with Alistair and I. Um, as we said throughout that episode, we had a, had a great time, really good bonding experience with, um, with our teammates and, and friends and greater cycling community. So, yeah, perfect weekend. Really, really uh, impressed with everything that was put on and how everyone conducted themselves. So a pleasure to be a part of that one. Um, now for listening we've got a little bit of a uh, prize giveaway to go with this episode simply what I want you to do is to DM on Instagram to the amateur hour the answer to the following question who uh, who gave Glenn overall the no sell on the banana if you've listened through to the episode in full you should have the answer to that one um, give us the uh, first and last name of the person DM it through on Instagram and you will be taking home a professional way prize pack consisting of a nice big bag of collagen, um, the finest whey protein isolate you can get, 
A bag of mouth dextrin and a protein shaker as well. Also included will be free delivery to an Australian address. So do enter that one. Uh, we'll leave that competition running for the better part of 10 days. So you've, you've got a bit of time to listen and get that one through. Uh, a big thanks to Tony Baker from Lakes for giving us his um, up, updates on the um, on his lead up to the event. Uh, also to Ryan and Glyn for contributing as well. We really appreciate it. Now, Alistair and I are currently hard at work recording some more episodes for you guys. We have a really diverse range of um, athletes and people we're talking to, so I hope you'll enjoy those and listen coming. F- Listen to the coming weeks for those to come out. Um, until then, we invite you to head over to www.lakesbikes.com.au, have a look at their online store, buy yourself a new superbike. Why not? Winter racing season's upon us. Um, if you're a little bit envious of the stuff we talked about in the seven episode, they have a great range of mountain bikes and gravel bikes available either in store or to order. So head over, have a look, have a chat to Tony and Luke. Um, all the guys in the shop there, they're all down there at 7, so they know what they're talking about. So if you're into the gravel riding or the road scene, they're definitely the people to ask. Uh, until our next episode, enjoy listeners. Stay safe out there. <laughs>